we do. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steed. Citizen Watch, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYLS. Come on! That's you, Merced. Planata. All those folks out there on Cunningham Road. Legrand. River Valley. All those little spots around the valley, around our county, that we love so much. Hey, here we are, Saturday morning. Oh, let me get ready. Ready for the outro. Oh, that was the intro. As you know, it's the first segment of the 6 o'clock hour. 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Wakey, wakey. Uh, what time does the sun come up? Not not too much longer. It, uh, it's getting lighter earlier and earlier. Darker later and later. And let me tell you, that's okay with me because it's summer. Of course, the weather's warming up. And, uh, well, I don't know. We've talked a lot about water. But we are in a drought. I was reading something just before I came in about the snowpack. Whatever's up there isn't going to save us, especially in the late summer, early fall. I sure hope the irrigation season goes as long as it can for as many people as it can. Because as you know, where water flows, food grows. And ag is what we do. Really interesting to see in the paper that in communities above 30,000, which we are quite a bit above that, of course, almost three times that, well, actually actually three times that with the growth that we've ex- experienced. And uh, you'll see a lot of these surveys and stuff come out now, especially that the census, the 2020 census, everybody remember that? Kind of, they slipped that in during the pandemic. And those numbers have now been crunched and digested, and guess what we're getting? And in these uh, studies, these uh, articles will come out putting the spin on the numbers. And I I don't mean to say that in a negative way, but again, you know, towns above 30,000. How about towns above 50,000? And then you're going to see some different numbers again. But again, it's it's all statistics. And I was interested to see that uh, we're number two. Number one is banning California over there in the San Gorgino Pass. If you've ever had the opportunity to transverse Interstate 10, Highway 79, through the uh, that area, uh, it's, a, it's just it's a garden spot, absolute garden spot, just before you get into Palm Springs, Palm Desert, quite the transition there, that's why they call it a pass, and I don't know what the industry around ba- uh, banning is, I don't think there's a lot of agriculture, you know, it's in San Bernardino County, which is, a, I think, the largest county. Where's it, Riverside? Anyway, the point being is we're below banning, which uh, is still in the top 10. And we'll take anything we can get. But this water issue is a huge issue. And with the growth that we've seen in our population, I hope that doesn't go backwards if the water situation becomes more dire. And it looks like it might as you know, there have been a couple of counties in the north, coincidentally, where the governor and some of his federal relatives have vineyards and things that have been declared uh, drought, disaster, uh, emergency. The 
you know, one of these uh, declarations that give you more availability to federal funding, actually availability to water. It gives the water managers a little different rules to play under. And this is a concern to environmentalists because obviously they want the water for environmental concerns. And if there's a shortage of water, they feel that it should go to those concerns first, farmers last. And this is very distressing, again, because this is what we do. It's our economy. So it's not, you know, I guess ironic to see some carve-outs in the north to protect uh, what some people would perceive the most vulnerable themselves. But I would like to think that the Central Valley is worthy of that designation, too. But again, being a more, what was that, purple? Kind of a homogenous group here. More on the conservative side, we seem to get the last look when it comes to those type of things. But the population growth, no matter if it's for agriculture or just growth, you need water. And water is a huge, huge issue. And when we talk about all the good development and all these good things and these, you know, beating, banning, or no, banning beat us, but we're, we're number two. It's... Uh, all dependent upon a steady supply of water, of reliable, inexpensive energy. And the state of California has just failed on so many fronts with this. Of course, the governor, one of the reasons people say he's a little reluctant to declare the emergency is because of an impending recall election. We see a lot of folks jumping into the ring here lately. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner, has jumped in as the conservative Republican candidate, one of them, Kevin Faulkner, out of San Diego, former mayor of San Diego, council member. I saw a little bit of his rise in the uh, political process down in San Diego. The problem with San Diego is it's in San Diego, and everybody kind of forgets past L.A. You, you start getting into vacation mode when you hit Oceanside, and by the time you get to San Diego, you just want to see Shamu the only really good leader we had that came out of San Diego, Susan Golding, some people could say, well, she had a little bit of a chance there. But uh, Pete Wilson was the former mayor of San Diego who became the governor of California. And that was a time when California was doing very, very well. The golden years in the golden state. It's sad for you young folk that uh, just don't know what it used to be like. And you think it's, uh, well... In some ways, you're right, it is, it is bad, and it could be so much better, and it really is based on policy decisions. It's somewhat like the water issue. We have uh, Ana Caballero, our state senator. We have Adam Gray, the, uh, uh, what do they call those? The Blue Dog Democrat. Oh, there was another name for him, the Mod Squad. You know, they kind of buck the, uh, the democratic, democratic patriarch system up there in Sacramento. But why aren't they, uh, you know, submitting some legislation for more impoundment, for more dams? Why aren't, you know, that, that's where it comes from, folks. You know, you, I don't know, you ever remember Schoolhouse Rock? You know, I'm a bill. and Well, it's kind of the same with the state, and these things have to be proposed. And, oh, believe me, there's plenty of proposals coming from the Senate and the Assembly, all different kinds of things, but not things that, really matter when it comes to sustaining an economy, long-term visions. You don't build impoundment 
overnight. It takes a long time. So when I see these photo ops, I chuckle and think, why aren't you writing a bill? Why aren't you showing us the text of the legislation of where you'd like to build something? Somebody the other day told me, well, you know, there's only a couple of places we could build. You know, Sykes, that's about it. Really? (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that big mountain range to the east of us. And uh, to the west, there's one, too. And there's a a reservoir over there, the St. Louis Reservoir. And, you know, there was supposed to be a second one. So don't believe these specious comments that, oh, there's nowhere to build reservoirs. Above ground impoundment. What if it doesn't rain again? Well, there's years that it does, and we know it does. And in those years, we need to store the water like nuts. You know, the squirrels get it. They're kind of simple-minded. Of course, they can run along the telephone wires. I can't do that. The point being is we need legislators that legislate, not just bloviate, not just take photo opportunities when it looks good in the bottom of a dusty irrigation pond. I mean, this is, this is just ludicrous. You know, but I guess it gives everything, everybody something to do for the day, doesn't it? Well, I'll tell you something to do for the evening, and I was really, really pleased, was the, was the Cinco de Mayo Festival last Wednesday in downtown Merced. Now, you talk about a kickoff, and again, very, very family-friendly, absolutely wonderful. I cannot say enough about the kickoff event for what will now be Thursday nights, uh, the Mercado on Thursday nights, uh, starting next month on Thursday night, the first Thursday, I should say, of the month. Somebody told me, I hear it's every Thursday. I was like, boy, wouldn't it be nice? But I I don't know. I don't think they could sustain it right now, but based on uh, Wednesday night's kickoff, boy, they can. But you know, I do have to say, and maybe it's just my own feelings, there is a ton of pent-up demand just to get out, just to be with each other, just to see each other. And I, I think it really gets down to the three things I always talk about that we all share. No matter what our political views, no matter what our, I don't know, inclinations are. And one of those things, I won't go over the other two because they're kind of depressing, but one of the the things is we want to be around each other. And it was so obvious, excuse me, so obvious on Wednesday night that people wanted to be around each other and uh, were just happy to be out, something to do. I could not believe how everything was just packed. I heard that uh, some of the vendors uh, sold out. The businesses that decided to stay open along Main Street sold out. No pizza dough, no ice cream, no nothing. The ones that uh, closed at their normal time, they won't do that next time. It was just absolutely beautiful. Bob Hart Square was spectacular. The palms had been trimmed. The lights had been changed. Everything worked beautifully. The police were there, there was security, there was serenity. It was really a beautiful night. The weather started off a little warm, but as soon as the sun dipped past the roof line of the Tioga and the El Capitan, those beautiful new buildings that have been renovated, well then it just got better. And I I think it was just a fantastic event. Uh, The vendors, the elotes, the corn, the, uh, the, the, the juice, the, all, all of it. I mean, it was just, it was almost too much to take in. It was, it was so much fun. The, the, the uh, performers, there was Haro Brothers Jim down there, had a fantastic promotion. And then the uh, oratory the owner gave about what he gives to youth. 
that kind of just stability, you know, somewhere to go three, four hours in the afternoon, uh, building those confident uh, skills. His son, I guess, is uh, quite the accomplished uh, uh, boxer. And and it was just, it was just, there was so many things, you know, there was uh, dancers, there was spoken word, of course, Lamont spinning the tunes. It was just absolutely wonderful. Downtown never looked better or brighter than I can remember in quite some time, and so it was uh, really nice. The food vendors, uh, they had so much business, the lines were stretched out into the into the street. People were trying to transverse. I was waiting in line for my elotes, and the, this young man uh, in front of me, we were kind of chuckling at about how long it was taking, but again, not complaining, just happy that there was a line to stand in. Unlike the Merced County Fair this year, there will be no lines to stand in. There will be no wristbands. There will be no, well, no anything, except hopefully an auction, a livestock auction for the children and the young people that are going to be the future of our valley. But it was fun to stand in line, and you had to kind of part, you know, as people came through walking up and down Main Street, and there were a lot of people, a lot of baby carriages, a lot of, or what do they call it, strollers, a lot of families. And so we would part, and this, uh, this young man had new kicks on, new shoes, and this baby carriage just rolled right across. The lady didn't really notice. He goes, hey, that lady just rolled her baby carriage across my feet. I said, well, just be glad the kid wasn't, uh, you know, too big. You know, not a 10-year-old there in the carriage. Kind of like when somebody ran for office. Anyway, I, I think uh, it was just a fun time. So we had a little chuckle over that. We eventually made it up to the front. And let me tell you, that corn never tasted so good. And it was, it was just, like I said, just a nice time. Congratulations to all of the people. I can't believe how fast these segments go. Congratulations to all the people that put that together. Absolutely a wonderful time. Hey, don't forget, special guest at the 8 o'clock hour. And we had so much fun recording that we actually kept him over over until the 9 o'clock hour, the bonus half hour. And that was uh, Warren Ganella from Ganella Realty. Kind of following up on his presentation at the city council a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's a really good interview. Don't want to miss that. It's coming up. Stick with us. Citizen Watch, Saturday morning, 6 a.m. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. KYOS, we'll be right back. Studio C, vaccine-free Studio C. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley Citizen Watch on Merced's News Talk. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Saturday morning. You got everything you want right here, hopefully. Uh, I'll tell you, everything was down there at the... Uh, the Mercado. The Mercado, Wednesday night, Cinco de Mayo. What a fun, fun, fun time that was. The mayor was there, Mayor Matt Serrato. Who else did I see? Hub Walsh. Boy, he was a blast from the past, representing his sister, 
uh, Sister Susan's new firm. He's and associates on the card. We were kind of teasing about that. Who else? Like Rodrigo, Rodrigo Espinosa, supervisor. Up there, uh, well, he represents, you know, that district is a wild district. That goes all the way from La Grande Planada, slips up through the west slash south side of Merced, whichever way your compass is pointed here, and then goes all the way to Livingston. Contiguously, somehow, I don't know, maybe it's along, along Highway 140 there. It's, it's just absolutely amazing, the length and breadth of that district. But Rodrigo was there representing the uh, Board of Supervisors holding the other end of the line on the piñata. Uh, the other end was held by uh, El Gigantica uh, Mayor Mazzarato. He's about seven foot, and then he held his arm up, and it was, well, the streetlights, I think, were right around that level. And these little kids, they were two, three years old, and, uh, boy, they really had to jump up there with the bat. Got to be careful, you know, an errant hit, and uh, we don't need any damages there. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, everybody had a, a whack at the pinata, if you will. There was a car show, too, down there by the, uh, what was it, the Merced Theater, the beautiful, renovated Kamanger, uh, Art Kamanger uh, Center over there. Uh, just some wonderful cars. I saw the chief of police looking at a looking at a lowrider there. He, I think he made a bid. I don't know. We may be seeing him doing some hydraulics uh, on the way to work, but... It was just so much fun. I hope they do that. Uh, well, they will. They're going to do it. Let's see. Look at the old calendar here, Case. MCOE math. You don't need that to look at a... I'm glad you don't put more than 30 numbers on this thing. Let's see. It's going to be on the first Thursday. That'll be the 3rd third of June. Put it on your calendar. I hope the weather cooperates. Again, once the sun starts going down, it's really great. I don't know if they could include more of Main Street, which would be the El Capitan. Because if you haven't been in there, woo chihuahua, that's a lot of that's a lot of fun. Uh, Native Sun, the ground floor restaurant, just just wonderful, wonderful service, wonderful people. Talk to Fidel, the manager in there, really great guy, uh, beautiful staff, valet service. When did you? <laughs> Has anybody seen valet in Merced? I'm trying to think if I, you know, I mean maybe an event, but I'm talking every day. Those young men are out there standing there, and let me tell you, the sun kind of beats in on that side of the that side of the uh, the building, especially in the afternoon. And they're out there, ready to park your car, take you where you can get right inside there. Of course, I hear the courtyard is wonderful. I haven't made it over there for the uh, afternoon uh, rush hour, what happy hour? Excuse me, might be a rush to get in there about five o'clock when people get off of work, especially that county or city building. Well, I imagine both buildings. DA's office. Can you imagine? Like ants to a to the honey over there. And then uh, what else they have? They have a new restaurant, Rainbird. Is it Rainbird? I hear they're going to re- uh, renovate that. And then if they took the uh, limits of the Mercado all the way down. Oh, could we go to Tioga? The Tioga? Especially when they open that brewery up down there. And of course, the Mainzer already has a uh, by the sip beer dispenser in there. I don't know if you just, like a drinking fountain. No, I think it's held up by the ounce or something like that. Uh, but again, a lot of, lot of options downtown. Really, truly, truly a city, a city on the rise. And with the enforcement we've seen of the homeless situation, which is just not existent. Good job, PD. I don't know. I mean, there, it was, it was like I said, it was just a really nice time. The good old days. Remember the good old days uh, in May? 
not that many years ago when we used to uh, get our Schwinn's out of the garage, air up the tires, maybe go down to Kevin's bike, get a new tube, a new tire, which they aren't cheap. You know, get the bike, the, uh, the chain oiled up. And we had those bike rides with the mayor. Remember those? All meet down at Bob Hart Square, May, nice cool May day. People, citizens of the community, kids follow each other like, follow, follow the mother goose like little ducklings. Or little goslings. I guess that'd be the mother duck. Anyway, we'd all go down, I don't know, some street, hit the bike path. That was pretty safe with the many with as many people as we'd have. Turn around to McKee, come back on the other way, go through Applegate Park, blah, 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 blah. It was so much fun. Those bike rides with the mayor. Now, now, just a few short years later, we're picking up trash with the mayor. That's right. If you <laughs> if you miss picking up trash around your house, taking out the trash can, you know, mowing the lawn. Don't worry. This Thursday, we're going to have the Monster Truck Alley Rally to pick up all of the junk that the homeless, the vagrants, the addicts, all these people leave when they take apart. And don't forget, there will be probably some human waste uh, to pick up too. Bring your gloves, bring your hazmat suit, but bring your big truck because we're going to do the bulky items. I don't know if we're going to break down tents uh, over there on 13th and G on the on-ramp. Probably not. But uh, it's I guess it's like the spring cleanup with a little twisty-wisty. The Monster Truck Alley Rally. There is a bunch of different times. It starts at night. Now, this is a Thursday, which is kind of wild. For those people, uh, you know, getting the supplemental unemployment, why? But, hey, you know, fill up the truck. The monster truck, it doesn't need to be a monster truck. I mean, you can bring a Yugo as long as you can uh, load something in there. And they're going to literally, this is the promise, my friends. This is the promise. Every alley in Merced will be cleaned up. Now, I'm not saying if you have something to put it in the alley, but uh, it's going to be cleaned up. This Thursday, the monster truck alley rally. That's right. Now, I don't think they're going to be, you know, jumping over. Jumping over stuff, you know, you know there's big ramps and berms. But it is really, you know, I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek. Can you tell the satire when I break into satire? Maybe not. Maybe not. Have We We haven't lost our sense of humor. Have I know we haven't lost our sense of gregariousness because that was on full display Wednesday night. But seriously, there will be a monster truck alley rally this Thursday sponsored by Mayor Matt Serrato. Don't bring your bike unless you want to throw it away. And they are going to go down every alley in Merced. Now, for you folks that live on the north side and there are no alleys, eh, I don't know. Leave it in the street? I, don't, I, I guess it's more for the uh, downtown-ish, uh, you know, going, uh, going toward El Nido area. I don't know. I, I just, but every alley, that's a lot of alleys, isn't it? And the alleys only run one, one way, don't they? Kind of uh, east-west, don't they? I don't know. So anyway, if you're, if you're so inclined... I think it starts at 9, there's a 11 o'clock shift, a noon, a 1, a 3. I mean, it just goes on and on and on all day. Fun in the sun. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I think I look at the long term and we're, eh, it's up and down. Up and down. I mean, what, you know, what is the weather in a drought? I'll tell you what it is. It's dry. It's dry. So anyway, the month of May, we've transitioned from uh, riding the Schwinn on a Saturday and getting a cold stone afterward to uh, ice cream. Come on. Cold Stone ice cream. Man, I had one of those yesterday. Whoo, chihuahua. Had to wait again. The lines. People are out there. You know how much money 
has been pumped into this economy? <laughs> Seven bucks for elotes? No problem. You know why? Because they were there. I remember I had a friend during the gas crisis. He's passed away now, Greg. I really miss you. But he, uh, he said, you know, Casey, it's, it's not that gas is $5 a gallon. Uh, just, just be thankful you can get it. And I think we're going to see that with water here real, real quick. So, again, uh, Thursday, Monster Truck Alley Rally. It's all over the Internet. Go to Facebook. Isn't everybody on Facebook? Hillmar Cheese Plant. The Hillmar Cheese Plant. Folks, did you hear the news? You know, it wasn't that many years ago that we were talking about modifying our uh, wastewater treatment system for quote-unquote wet users. Now, you would think, well, geez, wastewater's kind of wet anyway, isn't it, Case? You know, sewage, well, I've never seen really dry sewage. That's called, I guess there is dry sewage. They, you know, dry it out, and they grind it up and throw it out on the, on the land. But uh, most of it comes in in a wet form. So, But wet users referred to folks that process food, particularly milk products. Because believe it or not, uh, not only did we have a thriving rice industry here in Merced County, which, uh, believe, you know, takes a lot of water. We had a thriving dairy industry here in the county. Milk was, I believe, the number one commodity for many, 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 many years. I think almonds has overtaken that. I could be mistaken, but it's neck and neck. The point is, as milk has declined, almonds have increased. Number of dairies, family farms, small operations, blah, blah, blah. But one of the great things that came out of the family dairy, the small farm, the valley, our county, 12 dairies got together and started a little thing called the Hillmar Cheese uh, Cooperative Farm Dairy, whatever, whatever, you know, Hillmar. Let me just tell you, they were all in Hillmar. They started this thing. We now fondly call it the Hillmar Cheese uh, plant over there in Hillmar. Now they're going to build a new facility in Dodge City, Kansas. Dodge City. Now, I had relatives uh, in Dodge City, Kansas, Spearville, Kansas, to be specific. It's, uh, you know, a stop sign in the middle of a wheat field. If the sun's right over you, you don't know which direction you're, you're looking. It is, it is flat. They do what they call dry farming there. If you, see, you see very little pivots, very little water wells. They just rely on prayer and God and the rain. And a lot of, uh, what do they call those? No, the stockyards where they butcher up the beef. It's right there on the Chisholm Trails, kind of the transition between east and west, if you will. The wild, wild west. You know, you hear about Dodge, the OK Corral, all of those things, Dodge City. A lot of history there. Tremendous, tremendous uh, Latino population there. Has been for many, many, many years. Like I said, I had relatives there. I rode along with the Dodge City Police Department uh, back in the 90s. And I can tell you that they were a very progressive department back there. They uh, Back then, they had uh, audio recording, no video. That was still kind of a few years away. But audio, audio, audio recording of all of the officers. And they had a, a little problem getting officers that were fluent in Spanish because they had a lot of folks coming in working in the meat processing facilities. These are jobs that are just brutal jobs. And they had a hard time recruiting people. And they would bring people up uh, from Mexico, from uh, the South American countries, from the border region. And there was a tremendous uh, South Ameri uh, Southern population there in Dodge City, Kansas. And it's amazing to see that the Hillmar Cheese Plant is moving there because there's lots of beef. 
there's lots of land there's lots of milk production which is what they do they're going to milk they're going to make milk and whey products whey is a byproduct of milk your curds and whey you hear that in some fairy tale or nursery rhyme but the point is the investment i kind of haven't said that 500 million dollars 485 i imagine with change orders they'll hit that 500 million dollar mark and 260 jobs and it's just sad i mean uh, it's just sad that it can't be here it can't be here in the valley somewhere i'd love for it to be in merced county but again the realities the business realities just aren't conducive to making that kind of investment now that kind of investment here in the in the area now they say they will keep the headquarters in hillmar and i imagine they will they also have an operation i believe down in tejas but uh, an amazing opportunity lost for the valley for the county of merced for the central valley for the state of california but for the state of kansas dodge city and i can tell you if you've ever been there it's uh no, there's a big railroad there there's a highway so uh it, logistically it works out well for them but I, I wish it i wish it worked out a little bit better for us hey we're at the end of the second segment 6 a.m you don't want to miss the bonus half hour excuse me well you don't want to miss that either but the eight o'clock show lauren ganella ganella reality and that's going to go into the bonus half hour at nine but we're out of this segment we'll be right back after the break my name's casey steed the voice of your valley on citizen watch on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM 1480 AM KYOS. Stick with us. News Talk 107.3 FM 1480 AM KYOS So happy to have you here with me I just, I couldn't do it Without my listeners And if you miss a show, if you want to go back Hear something you haven't heard Just go to 1480KYOS.com There they all are, the podcast banner You can't miss it It's a wonderful thing These computers Makes our life really easy here at the station Hey, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our employees, Allie, wonderful employee over there in sales, helps uh, get everything you hear on the air, and was the SMG, the Stevie, the Stevens Media Group Employee of the Month. And we have 19 groups all over the United States going from the border of Canada in New York to the west coast of Monterey. Of course, Merced, one of the bigger markets, believe it or not, in our group. And Allie was the employee of the month. So congratulations to Allie. Big clap. That's our sound effects machine. Dave Luna has one. He won't let me use it. But uh, it really was neat to see. Totally out of the blue. You know, we're required. No, it's not. I guess it's required. We have these monthly Zoom meetings. And we sit there, and they never tell you what's going on. And there it was. Boom! 
I think she even got an Amazon gift card, something from the uh, from the big guys over there in uh, at our headquarters back in the Midwest. Well, let's see what's going on. We only have one segment left, or a few minutes left in this segment. About what, 13? I wanted to let folks know that I think I told you the guest at 8 o'clock, Lauren Ganella, Ganella Realty. You don't want to miss it. We talk about everything housing, inclusionary zoning, that sort of thing. He gave a presentation to the city council, Merced City Council, not that long ago. It was last month in April, first or second meeting. I lose track a little bit. I think it was the uh, second meeting. And inclusionary zoning is a big deal. Now, he was not there to necessarily talk about it, even though a lot of the council members were focused on that and asked him some very pointed questions. Some were very brusque in my mind. But again, that's just me. I I wanted to give him the opportunity to come in and expound on those issues and really talk about solutions because that's what we need when it comes to affordable housing home ownership, those type of things. It's not to say there isn't a place for rentals. People that own rentals are, should not be vilified. We're starting a rental registration here in Merced. But we talked about a lot of things, and I, I just uh, want to encourage people, if you get a chance to listen to that, 8 o'clock, or you can, again, always go to 1480kyos.com. The Citizen Watch banner, there they all are, the podcast. I think we'll be up to, uh, what, hundred, almost 200 shows here pretty soon. Uh, uh, Roger Woods on there too, Citizen or <laughs> Citizen Watch Community Conversations. You don't want to miss Raj. There's going to be a great little event next Saturday. Uh, next Saturday, the fifteenth, EJ Almo Lorenzi is celebrating his ninetieth birthday, and there's going to be a little drive-by over there. I thought this was a secret, but it's on the front page of the Merced County Times this week. The May 6th edition, our favorite newspaper, homegrown, uh, something substantial you can hold on to, not like that, you know, four-page Sunstar blows away. I had a bird carry the one away the other morning, make a nest out of it. It was so small. And it was a small bird, too. I think it was a blue jay. Anyway, Elmer, El Amo, excuse me, is having his birthday, 90th birthday. I don't think it's actually on... May 15th, but the point being is they're celebrating him at the old OLM school. And a lot of people don't know that the old Our Lady of Mercy School, a tremendous institution to this day, was over there on 26th Street. And the story here in the Merced County Times is touching about how much uh, the school and everything it did for almost over the years meant so much to him and he eventually bought the school has a museum there and so we're going to honor i'm going to be there a lot of people will i hope a majority of you will at some time between 1 to 3 p.m everyone is invited to do a drive-by parade in honor of olm school and mr lorenzi on may 15th from 1 to 3 p.m there's more information on the parade route, page 11. Well, you know, Casey, you really you really need to do your... Oh, my shorts. Look at this. Well, what you do is you go to... you got to get the Merced County Times, folks. Full-page ad. Drive-by parade to celebrate the 90th birthday of E.J. Alma Lorenzi and the 90th anniversary... Now, isn't that coincidental? ...of the original Our Lady of Mercy School building on Saturday, May 15, 2021, 1 to 3 p.m. 
545 West 26th Street. Enter the parking lot behind the Spanish Mission style building through Canal Street. And that is the actual school. And that building was designed. They don't know who built it, but it was designed to look like the Spanish missions that are up and down the California coast that we so fondly love here in our own little town. Coincidentally, both Catholic. Follow the parade route westbound toward M and Applegate Park. So you get on canal, you go through the lot, boom, boom, you're back on M. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. And I really would inc- uh, really would uh, hope that you would do that. So there's a lot of things going on over there next Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. A nice article, just a beautiful, beautiful article about all of the things that uh, the history. It's really a lot of history over there for the, for the uh, city of Merced, the county of Merced, and for the Lorenzi family who have been uh, scions in the community for many, many years, decades, uh, to make that investment, to open that up uh, to the public is is really, really nice. And again, happy birthday. Almo, I really, you know, he's a great guy. He uh, he's, he's done a lot for this community. His son, uh, RJ, has done a lot for the community, his family. Uh, so again, if you have a chance to celebrate his birthday over there, it would really, really be a nice time. Uh, another great person in the community that passed away, and I wanted to give Citizen Watch condolences out to their family, is Jim Rosa, a longtime community member. I went to school with one of his children, Joan, and I can say that he was a really great guy. I had a lot of conversations with him over the years at the Itlow. He belonged uh, not only there, Italian Catholic Federation, all types of organizations. Uh, I think he was president of the country club at one time. Uh, lifelong Democrat. Started out, I was reading his obituary. I think he helped in Adley Stevenson's campaign for President uh, Kennedy. He was uh, just a great guy. Uh, really fun to talk to about political things and a really sad loss for the community. He lost his wife a few years ago and, and Jim uh, has gone on to be with her and I, I just want to give our Citizen Watch condolences to the Rosa family in their time of loss. So, again, just a really, really, really great guy. Don't forget also that tomorrow is Mother's Day. Uh, it's a, you know, a day that I think, I don't know, there's Father's Day and there's Mother's Day. And it seems like Mother's Day is a, a little bit bigger deal. We all love our mothers. I've missed mine tremendously. She's been gone now for quite some time, but I think about her often. If you can honor your mother while they're here, I strongly suggest it because you only get the one time or the one mother and time is so precious as we all find out as we get older. But uh, tomorrow is Mother's Day to honor uh, the folks that brought us into this life. Uh, What else did I wanted to say? Oh, you know, I did want to let you know in regards to uh, the Lauren Ganella interview, I wanted to get the other person that made a presentation at the city council meeting that night specifically on inclusionary zoning. Lauren and I talked about inclusionary zoning. It wasn't necessarily a part of his presentation. He had some uh, suggestions uh, to counter that. But Shang Zhang with the Merced Leadership Council, I think they've changed their name, so I apologize if I'm getting the name wrong. They, uh, She had a presentation, and she'd actually given the presentation, I think, personally to a lot of council members over over the weeks, I know she has uh, done a lot of, I don't know if you'd call it lobbying or education 
of the council members about inclusionary zoning. This is where you mandate to the developers what they will build uh, when they build a development as far as affordable housing. Uh, that's based on median income, that sort of thing. All different types of formulas. Uh, again, what is affordable? We talked to Lauren about that. But I invited Shane uh, to come on the show, not with Lauren necessarily, but just to come on and talk about things. I've called her several times, and I've not heard back. I, I don't know if maybe uh, the show doesn't fit the agenda or the narrative that she wants to get out. Uh, this is just more of a discussion, again, of solutions uh, to the problem. Because everybody acknowledges there's a problem of affordability. And as we talked, uh, and you'll hear, uh, the cost of materials alone is a tremendous hindrance uh, to some of these investors to go forward forward with projects now. And you would think, well, you know, what's you know, so what if it's doubled? Well, it's, these things are pretty uh, financed and figured very tightly. You realize they're getting financing too in a lot of cases, whether it's from private money or a bank or some sort of lending institution. There's interest. I mean, that's just the way the private sector works. And I think when you try to instill some of these uh, different models that don't really go along with free enterprise, private enterprise, uh, you need to have conversations to try to get the two sides more toward the middle. And one of the things that was talked about was down, down payment assistance. Now, when you have a waiting list of 200 people waiting to buy 20 houses, you know, why as a developer would you uh, say, well, you know, I'm going to put some money to help these people? I mean, you, you already have a ready market. So there, there has to be solutions that, that help people help themselves. And I really liked uh, Lauren's uh, talking about helping with credit, not only the down payment, but having a credit-worthy credit score, that FICO score. You see the commercials on TV all the time. The people are sitting there. They're living in their mother's house or some roommate situation that's horrible. And again, it's not that renting isn't for everybody, but if you can do home ownership, you not only build equity, you have tax advantages, there's all sorts of things. Unfortunately, they're trying to legislate against those advantages, Prop 13, different types of fees when you sell your home, capital gains, all those things, but it's still a good deal. And uh, I think real estate is a good deal. Having that APN, that assessor's parcel number, that nine-digit number with the two dashes is really uh, really a way out and if you can keep it going. And you have to have good credit to start out that way. So there's just some basic basic building blocks that you have to do to just provide folks homes with no sort of buy-in. I mean, I just don't see where you're going to get a lot of homes that way, especially to meet the need that we have. Habitat for Humanity is a model that's been around for a long, long time. I support them uh, very, very much. There's some lots here in town, I think 13 vacant lots that they're looking at a couple to try to build on, maybe more. And these are the type of things turning some of this inventory, this infill development where we have services, we have infrastructure, we have sewer. Uh, that That's what we really need uh, to do, I think. Uh, smaller homes, smaller lot sizes, uh, ADUs, all, all type prefab. It all needs to be on the table because the cost of construction is out of sight. And I don't know if it's really going to get back to the level we saw Prior to the boom, I think there will be an adjustment, but it's kind of like gas when they chiseled out the extra digit when it went from less than a dollar to over a dollar back in the 70s. If those of you that can remember that, the gas crisis, I don't think we're ever going to get back to that $20 sheet of plywood. 
Well, we're out of time. It's hard to believe that we've, we, I've rattled on for an hour. Those of you who have stuck with us, thank you so much. Again, eight o'clock. Well, don't forget seven. We don't want you to leave for an hour. Maybe you can get breakfast ready. Roger's coming on. Community conversation, six great episodes. We interviewed a lot of fun people this weekend or last week, yesterday. You'll hear it today, so stick with that. 8 o'clock, Citizen Watch Me, Lauren Ganella, special in-studio guest. You'll also hear just the two of us. We also hear that at 9 o'clock because we kept him an extra half hour. He had somewhere to go, but he's a gracious, gracious guest. Lauren, thank you so much for coming in. We'll see you later. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Citizen Watch, Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Have a good Saturday, and we'll see you later. Get it together, baby.